What's going on, everybody? Today's episode is brought to you by my friends at BlackRifleCoffee.com. Why support abortion-loving Starbucks? Why support communist regimes that are Starbucks, mm-hmm. Dunkin' Donuts, everybody else you can imagine when you can drink America's coffee. Go right now. Not only do they have the world's greatest American coffee, not only are they employing hundreds of thousands of veterans, not only are they giving millions of dollars away to charities, including the Dear America Foundation, they also have cool hats, apparel, and like I said, America's coffee. Not only that, they're my friends. We've been friends for forever and we're proud to have them on the show. Make sure to go to blackriflecoffee.com today. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What up, what hey, up, what hey. up? What's going on, America? And ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. Miss Isabel Brown is here. Hi, Graham. What'd you think of our intro music? Um, I was jamming <laughs> out, obviously. It's pretty good. It's Amazing. Pretty good. Everybody always gets uh no one expects it because everybody else we've listened to, they all have like these really like subtle kind of like intros. Soft, yeah, like, like truly vibes. bringing it in. We like to just punch you in the face. Well, that's you. Straight <laughs> up, straight up <laughs> as it is. On brand. You know, that's actually a friend of mine's band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they gave us permission to use it, and so it's been a good time. Okay, so we are live from SAS. Yes, indeed. Here in uh, Tampa, Florida. It's hot. Uh, We got caught in the rain a lot. Um, And this is one of about 15 interviews we're going to do while we're here. And and, and no one better to kick it off than you. So let's, let's talk about... Let's talk about you, okay? You, okay. You are you are a younger woman. Uh, I'm not going to ask you your age because that's inappropriate. But you're younger than me, and and you are fighting cultural battles and honestly spiritual battles here in America right now with our younger generation and our younger group. So, in your own words, let's do a brief overview of you. And then I'd like to talk to you about some of these things from your perspective. Uh, Because I realize I'm starting to get old. Oh my gosh. You are uh, getting a little old. I am getting old. (laughs) I I walk around. You know when I knew I was getting old? Hmm. When I went to a college football game and watched the athletes walk in and I remember thinking, you look like babies (laughs) like walking through here. And that's when I really knew like, oh man, I'm getting old. But anyway, tell us about you. Well, thank you for that lovely intro, Graham. For the record, I'm 25. You can ask how old I am, so don't yeah, worry about well, that being like I, t- like I told you, uh, almost 11 years older now. So, yes, go ahead. But you did assume my gender, so I don't I know did. if that's I did assume your gender. Or not. That's not good. That's uh, not Isabel good. Brown, uh, she, uh, she, them, she, them pronouns, she and them. Yeah, you never know. We'll just, yeah. we'll just take it day by day as the kids do these days. Um, yeah, you mentioned my name's Isabel. I am an independent Gen Z content creator. 
creator, which is basically a lot of word alphabet soup for I make stuff on the internet in so many different capacities. Whenever I tell my parents that that's what I do for a living, they still go, what? I don't yeah. really understand what that mm -hmm. means, but it is becoming so important to have that type of voice in modern society, especially for the next generation. I do a ton of different things every day, be it making 15 second TikTok videos or live streaming for three hours on end or giving speeches on college campuses. I'm an author as well of a best-selling book about my college experience at Colorado State University mm. called Frontlines. But really at the end of the day, my job is very simple. I just wake up every day and I tell the truth to the world that has rejected the very concept of truth in so many different capacities. Yeah, so what is truth, right? Like we've talked about that a lot on the show to, to, mm -hmm. to define it, right? From a cultural perspective, from a spiritual perspective, what is truth? Um, and we live in a society now where we, we don't want to offend people so much that truth has become relative, right, yeah. to, to, to whoever the individual is, et cetera. Your, in your experience with the younger crowd of things, because you do, and you speak very well to, you know, the, the, the younger audience as well as the older audience, but, but you have a bit more of a younger uh, demographic that you appeal to and that you speak to. What is, I mean, are we wrong in assuming as a soon to be 36 year old, am I wrong in assuming that this uh, gender identity stuff, this indoctrination in our schools, the grooming of our young kids, I mean, is that real or is that yeah. me being this old fogey that's just like, ah, oh, the, 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 the kids these days? You know, it's a lot more real than you think, Graham. And I often give speeches or hang out with older crowds for many different parts of my job, people my parents and grandparents' age. And I don't think most of of America has fully grasped just how different reality is mm. for this next generation. I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things. I don't know if you are as well. Oh, yeah. But Stranger quite things. literally, we are living in the upside down in yeah. 2022 mm. compared to how our parents and grandparents grew up. And so it's fascinating because you're seeing this dichotomy, not just in values, but in reality yeah. of the generations that came before us and Gen Z. We are living in a time where up is down and left is right and men are women and women are men and children should be exposed to sexual adult conversations where truth is completely relative because my life experience means I have a different moral compass than you have and certainly yeah. different from everyone in society. And I always try to paint that picture up front with people who may not understand why Gen Z has the identity that we do. And I actually think there's a lot more reasons to be hopeful for Gen Z than to feel disparaged. So we can get to that okay. for sure in this conversation. But when people get frustrated by the state of youth culture in America, I don't think they really fund fundamentally understand the entire reality that we've grown up in. Most Gen Zers were born right around the time of 9-11. We grew up with a horrible economy, with Common Core education, with inflation rising every single year through the 2008 housing crisis. Yep. We started to come into older childhood when President Obama took office. So all of a sudden everything was feel good, hope and change and politics became cultural rather than the other way around. Uh, and now we're coming into adulthood in the era of COVID-19. The world has been completely shut down. We've been isolated from our friends, from our family members. Everything is a simulation. Everything from your sexual intimacy experiences through pornography to hanging out with your family yeah. over Zoom for Thanksgiving dinner not because be, you can't be there together. Not to be crude, but, but since you brought up pornography, I mean, I remember back in the day, 
Like you had to pay for that stuff. Yeah. Like like you know, like you had to have an account, you had to have a credit card. Like there wasn't one, we had dial up internet back when I was a kid. <laughs> or you had to go to the store. Yeah, or you had to go to the library or whatever. But there wasn't instant access to all of those now, things. Now the companies are paying for you to watch it yes. through advertisements. Yes, exactly. Crazy. And and, mm-hmm. and it, it it's nuts the amount and, and, and like I said, I've been very honest on the show in my early years in the army in the war. There was a hard drive that went around and everybody, you know, and I'm not proud of it, but I, I, I did back in the day. But even then, it was a hard drive that you had to find out where it was and then you know, all this other stuff. Yeah. And now, you know, with Pornhub and all these other things, you literally just click on it. Yep. And it's just, it's there. And, and, and we know for a fact that Pornhub has been involved in uh, underage videos of, of people. And so we don't know how many men specifically, uh, not that women don't watch it, but especially men, how many men have been subjected to without even knowing it. Correct. That under, is so true. Underage people really in a video. And what's crazy too mm-hmm. is that this is so normal for teenagers, and this is just a side tangent. We could talk about this one topic for like four hours. The average age of exposure to pornography for American men right now is 12 years old. Mm-hmm. See, that's so 12. crazy. My oldest turns 12 this year. Yep. And uh, they don't have phones. Uh, they don't. They don't have access to the internet for that very reason. Uh, they will be playing. Uh, we we limit it. They play this game where they can talk to their friends in the neighborhood while they're playing the game because they're not allowed to have phones. Mm-hmm. And, and so, but they they will have advertisements pop up of movies coming out, and it will be horror movies and stuff that that, that they'll literally be watching Kids Tube. Or whatever, and then uh, a horror movie trailer will pop up as an ad, right. kind of thing. It, it, it's it, it's crazy what's going on. All right, look, before we get to the kids, and and <laughs> since we got on a porn tangent, let's uh, let's move back. Yeah, let's go back let's, to uh, where uh, we let's were. Let's go back to where we were. You know what's never good when your nation's supposed authority on economic policy completely misses the flashing red lights of impending inflation. Now, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has finally admitted. There have been unanticipated and large shocks to the economy that have boosted energy and food prices and supply bottlenecks that affected our economy badly that I didn't at the time fully understand. Well, you know, Janet, who did understand, that would be real Americans and the people who invested in gold and silver with Birch Gold Group. They're protecting your savings from a highly turbulent economy by diversifying their 401k or IRA into gold, physical gold. And it's not too late for you to take action now. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 and get a free info kit on diversifying and protecting your savings with precious metals. With an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of satisfied customers. Text the word Graham, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to 989898 for a free, no-obligation info kit now. Okay, in, in in today's society with with the younger generation. So I read this um, this uh, it wasn't a dissertation. It was kind of like a short form like thing from this psychologist, and it was basically talking about the rapid influx of information, how we can digest things so quickly. We find out about things so quickly, inundated constantly with information, etc., that the human brain cannot handle all of this constant 
things that are being thrown at us all the time. Yeah. And the interesting thing about that particular article or, or dissertation, whatever it was, is that was written in 1956 wow. when she wrote that. And so I'm curious now, because like I said, I've grown up in a really cool time where there was no internet, then there was dial-up, we didn't have cell phones, and then we did, and, and all this, I mean, I was around for the first Nintendo, you know? Oh, and, my and, Game Boy Color, well, I, yeah, times, yeah, but man. see, I didn't even have a Game Boy Color, <laughs> I had the old school. But my point is, I've seen the evolution of technology yeah. at such a rapid rate, and from your perspective, because you've grown up with technology, right? Like, what would you say is the the detrimental effect of all of that with our youth that are coming up now? Yeah, I think it's important for us to define Gen Z up front, too, for those who may be confused, because yeah. we kind of talk about youth culture and lump it all into one. Millennials and Generation Z are fundamentally different generations. Yeah. We have different I'm values, just barely different a identities. Just barely, yeah. Um, and it's fascinating that we kind of just lump it all in and talk about the youth in America, but right. it is a fundamentally distinct generation, as is who comes after us, and that's Generation Alpha that are the children children of millennials, please, for the love of God, pray for these children because yeah. they, oh, yes. they need a lot of help. Um, but Gen Z is roughly ages 12 to 25. I was born in 1997. I'm the first year of Generation Z, and it goes all the way down to about 12 years old right now. So even within our generation, exposure to technology has been so different. I remember right. when the first iPhone came out, I think I was in sixth grade. Yeah. I had a flip phone at one time. We had, everybody had the big bulky desktop computers in elementary school. We had to learn how to type <laughs> and do all of that. Uh, but by the time my baby sister, who is about to be 20 next month, uh, was going through all that experience, things were so different. They had iPads in school. And so things have evolved so quickly that even saying within Generation Z, what has our experience with technology been? There's so many nuances yeah. there uh, to what everyone's individual experience has been. I am a bit controversial in the conservative circles here on this topic because I don't think technology is in and of itself a bad thing. Oh, no, I, don't, I agree with that. And I yeah, think yeah. there's a lot of people who say, oh my gosh, screens are evil and apps are evil and the internet's yeah. evil and we have to take it away from children. I hear this a lot about TikTok and TikTok does have a ton of problems as does Facebook and Instagram and Snapchat and every single other app out there. But I'm a huge advocate for understanding how these tools that are at our disposal can be used as just that, tools. Not necessarily a weapon for evil or a weapon for indoctrination, right. but an opportunity for us to get truth into the hands of the next generation. I think TikTok's a great example of that. There's a billion people around the world active on this platform, uh, 50 million of whom are American teenagers and young adults on the app every single day. So that's right. a really unique opportunity to reach an entire generation that's not on Twitter. Maybe they're not on Facebook anymore. They're probably getting off Instagram now because we're all really tired of Instagram. Uh, but technology, you know, is just a tool at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I, I don't have a problem with technology for the youth per se, because uh, me and Alyssa have actually talked about this a lot. The way the world is now, if you keep the kids off of the screens, then they're going to be so far behind yeah. in a mm -hmm. world that is dominated by technology. So you can't do that. For me, I, I'm actually going to flip it on you here. I think that technology has become a detriment to the current parents. Yes, I totally and, agree and, with that. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, the parents have become, and obviously I realize I make a living on the internet and, and all this stuff, but, but even myself, I have to find myself realizing that 
I've got to put the phone down. Yep. Like I like, like I have to put the phone down. There's always meetings or there's always, you know, uh, Zach can't get cameras because Secret Service is blocking <laughs> us from getting that this. Was very Shout stressful out Zach. This yeah. And, uh, very and, and there's there's always something. Yeah. And and we have so many parents now that just will will go to dinner with their children, which is great. The and, iPad kids. And then and then yeah, like the kids mm-hmm. will either get it and or the parents are on their phone the entire time. And and so I think that we do have a technology problem. Yeah. But I'm not necessarily sure that it's the kids that are suffering from that because as parents we can put limitations on what they do and what they can't. Yep. I think the, the adults currently are the ones that have the problems because we have no limitations. And well, the, we do whatever we want all the time. People use it as like a crutch for good parenting. People would yeah. rather mm. just shove oh, an iPad gosh. into their kids' hands Wait, at dinner. Wait, that's not good parenting? Shocking, I know. But it's wow. funny because those are often the same people that turn around and yell at kids for always staring at their phone. And I just cannot wrap my head around this dichotomy yep. yeah. of handing kids screens so that you can be a lazy parent and not raise your children with good values or conversational skills or just life skills. Yeah. And then you get frustrated when they're always on their phone. We so, have a we have a five in one rule. You got to have five hours outside for an hour of a game. That you is know, a good c- rule. Kind of I'm gonna say, copy that. Kind someday. of thing. A five a five a five one rule. Thank. Ah, I like I like the new one. That was good. That was really good. That is good. Okay, so 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 to bring this full circle here, someone like yourself that's fighting the battle because I believe that it's very important to realize where we are in our lives. So where I am, I'm not saying that younger people don't listen to me, but but now where I'm at, I speak more to what I call uh, the real problems America. And what I mean by that is you got a mortgage, yeah. you got mouths to feed, uh, you know, just like you got kids and all this other kind of stuff. In your own words, how can not only, let's start with this, how can people like me, the older generation, help the newer generation? That's a huge question, and one more people should be asking. I often think we as conservatives make the same mistake that everyone in culture makes, if not worse than the rest of culture, in that we look down on young people, on teenagers and young adults, as if they don't have enough life experience Mm. or wisdom or just age under their belts to make a positive contribution to the future of our culture. The left understands that and they manipulate that so successfully because they do go after youth seeing that we're not doing it, seeing that we're looking down upon young people and saying, we value what you have to say. We value your contribution and we're going to give you a platform to help influence the next generation and everyone who comes after you. And so I find it fascinating when people say to me all the time, I mean, I get told this all the time at speeches, at Republican Party convention fundraisers, at everything, you know, you just don't have enough life experience to be doing this full time. Maybe you shouldn't, you know, take on this leadership role or publicly be talking about this day in and day out. Why don't you get married and have some kids and run for office? And then eventually you'll be ready to talk about this stuff. But that is fundamentally backwards from who we are and what we valued as a nation, even before the time we became a nation. I often ask high schoolers and college students about the Declaration of Independence and what visually comes to mind about the tangible identity of our founding fathers. And every single time they say old white men because our history books illustrate the founding fathers as these 
these wrinkly, geriatric, yep. powdered white wigs, clearly out of touch with culture, old people that just wanted to ruin it for the rest of everybody else. Right. But in reality, the people who wrote the Declaration of Independence and signed that document in 1776 were 16, 17, 18, 19, 22, 30 oh, yeah. years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we've mm -hmm. always valued yeah. a contribution of punk rock young people trying yeah. to fight back against an establishment that's trying to prevent them from success. I think conservatives have a really unique opportunity, especially those that are just older than Generation Z, to flip the script on what we've been doing for the last several decades. And instead of looking down upon young people, saying, we hear you, we see where you are at, you have a different experience generationally than we do, but we want to give you an opportunity to have a voice and to fight right. for this culture and to have a platform where we can help you get that message out there. I talk about that a lot day in and day out. And I think people are just fascinated to hear that information because I, for one, was never taught that. I never learned that the founding fathers were that age or that we've always valued young people even before the time we became a country. Yeah. But I think it starts with that, with just giving the platform and asking how you can help. Uh, and, and really where we're at with Generation Z, I think, is because we're growing up in such a different cultural time, we're going to have different cultural values. We've really pigeonholed ourselves in the two-party system into thinking you're either in this column firmly or you're in this column firmly. Right. And we're pushing further and further and further in that direction, especially generationally. It's why we look at millennials as a whole, no offense to you, Graham, as screaming at the sky, blue-haired socialists <laughs> that worship at the feet of AOC, and that's the future that they want. Right. But Generation Z is so far removed from the history of political conversation in this country because yeah. we've been squashed for so long that I truly believe the two-party system is going to collapse in my lifetime. Oh, I agree. We are an independent generation. We are free thinking. We're entrepreneurial. We don't want to follow the rules that society has placed on every single generation that came before us to go to college, to do the corporate ladder, to follow the rules. Eventually in 60 years, you retire and then you die. Yeah. We're over that yeah. entirely. And we really want to reinvent culture for from the ground up to value individual freedom and liberty. So help us get the tools to do that. Well, that does that does bring me a little bit of hope because that's what I believe and that's what I think. You know, for, for, forget the old systems of the ways that we used to do things. That obviously has not gotten us where we want to go. And so we need more independent thinkers, more entrepreneurial thinkers, more, more just think outside the box type of young men and young women. Yes, two genders too. Um, I think you. I think you just knocked that out of the park. Give an applause, but uh, that, that was <laughs> oh, that was really that was really good. All right, we have recently had some huge wins for truth in the American family. It feels like the pendulum may be swinging back to that time of great American values, and the center of that change has to be the family, your family. Ronald Reagan once said, all great change in America starts at the dinner table. There's no company doing more to help you bring your family and friends to the table than Good Ranchers. Good Ranchers delivers a 100% American meat experience to your door. They guarantee you meat that is born, raised, and harvested here in the U.S. so that you know where it comes from and who you are supporting. You're already buying meat, so why not buy in the way that strengthens the American farm? Your country and taste buds will thank you not only that i personally eat it all the time it is a mainstay at my house and we use it and eat it every 
just about every single day. <laughs> Make sure to use my code GRAHAM, that's G-R-A-H-A-M, to get $30 off your order. Plus, get free express shipping. You can make gatherings at the table common again with Good Ranchers. Take advantage of this offer before it's gone. Go to GoodRanchers.com slash Graham to start bringing people to the table, creating change in America, and eating seriously delicious food from Good Ranchers. All right, so to, to wrap this up, yeah. where can the audience go to find out what you've got going on and what you're doing? I am a very busy girl, so I wear a ton of different hats on the internet, but you mm -hmm. can typically follow me at the Isabel Brown. I'm actually announcing later today, I am launching a new show with Turning Point USA, Ooh, tailored hey. to Generation Z. Do it Z. again, do it again. Hit the button, all right. <laughs> Called Rent Free. Okay. If you don't get the analogy, we always like to say in the Gen Z world that I ideas or people who are super controversial are living in your head rent-free. Yeah. So we repurposed that a bit for the name of our show, and we are going to be sitting down outside of the bubble of conservative politics with everybody who is influencing culture, from gaming to athletes to streamers to everything in between, and we are really excited to be breaking people's echo chambers on a weekly basis starting next month. Um, you can find that at Rent Free Show all across the internet, but you can also just find me at The Isabel Brown. Cool. All right. So, in closing that up, ladies and gentlemen, there is hope for the future. We do have young people that are trying to do the right things, that are trying to change the way that we think about stuff. Make sure to follow Isabel. She's doing amazing things. She's doing an amazing job. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dear America podcast. Make sure to share. Make sure to give us a like. Leave us five stars. It helps us in the chart. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you again next time.